Hi everyone and welcome to a, another Revival Church Bluricky conversation. Last week at our gathering at the Chantry Centre we were talking about um, what church is, really unpacking what church is and what church isn't. And we've talked about this before, I know, in previous sessions, but we really just want to focus on, I think, some core scriptures yep. today to, to help us unpack what church is. Because ultimately, the Bible is the place of truth. And so it's good that we view yeah. our, match up our view of church yeah. with what it says in scripture. And that, that will sound, that's obviously sound really obvious but as we sort of chart across through this yeah. in um you're actually going to discover or be reminded actually why we're doing it okay just one thing before we start yeah. going into it properly i'm i'm just going to pray that we park any preconceived ideas that's a good that thing that we may have and actually allow the holy spirit in this conversation that we're going to have and what you're listening to actually to really form in our hearts what what the church yeah that's yeah. really so, good so lord we want to thank you that um we're on this voyage of discovery with you and i pray as we work through this session and just look through some scripture that you will be depositing truth into our hearts about what church is and any preconceived ideas that we have got that are not based on truth i pray that you would enable us to see that mm. and to to not focus on those things and and actually to to actually chuck them out so that we are only dealing with the truth of what church is thank you mm, amen. amen a very courageous prayer that was uh, and we're really doing this so that every every believer every one of us really um in jesus is fully on the page with how we all fit within the church and you know so that we can fulfill ultimately the plans of yeah. god for our life yeah. that you know that's the reason and the rationale we're doing that um but i also say that it, it goes a little bit further than that as well um i asked the question last uh last sunday yeah it wasn't trying to think what it was yeah. um you know what do you think what, when i say the word church you know what do you think of and I, and I guess for many people, it might not be for you, but for many people, um, particularly those who don't go to church, maybe those who do as well, the first thing or one of the first things that would pop into people's heads is really um, a traditional um, church building with a spire. You know, I, I, I love the history and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but that's yeah, it. Yeah. And then, therefore, therefore, everything that is associated with that as well. And you can sort of take your pick. But, you know, as, as you know, which is wonderful, but that, that's probably the, the, the first thing most people think of anyway. Um, but as you're about to find out, you know, when you look at the Bible, like, like you said already, and um, what the Bible says the church is, as much as it describes the church, you, well, you'll also find out what it isn't actually. But you're, we're gonna, you're, you'll also realise that if we have that mindset, we're, we're starting probably... I would say in the wrong place, you know, if that's our thinking and um, what, in a, and particularly if we don't have a relationship yet with Jesus, it's probably also going to hinder us from entering into the fullness of that. It might, it might put, you know, barriers in our way of thinking, well, I know what it I is or what I think it is. Um, seen it, done it, don't want it. 
but I just want to encourage us if we don't know Jesus to be open-minded yeah as, as well in that and just to park like you say those mindsets that yeah as as we chart a course once more through yeah. uh, the biblical view so let's read some scripture that's been a Good long idea. preamble from us just trying to just trying to set the scene so I'm going to start from a scripture um, from the book of Ephesians which was a letter that was written by a guy called Paul to the church in in Ephesus um that's right isn't it? It, is. It, is, it is it is I'm just just checking with my uh, reference source here so um so it's Ephesians chapter 1 verses 22 and 23 and it's very simply it says this and he that's talking about God he put all things under his feet which is talking about Jesus from the bit above and gave him as head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all so what that is saying is the church is Jesus body and Jesus is the head of the church that's what that is saying in the Jane Rob version and that is what that is saying and I do think it is absolutely genius that the church is described as a body mm. for one thing a body is living it is and it's active and it's breathing and it's growing and it's that was a demonstration and it's developing unlike a building which if you think about it is static and stationary and unresponsive that's true buildings are great to facilitate things but it's the bodies in them yeah. that do the things yeah and just 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 for the sake of really sort of integrity or just completion really you know there are some other descriptions of, of, of what the church is in the bible as well and uh, in one of them it calls believers living stones yeah yeah, so, like a living yeah, building. Yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah. The building's yeah. normally not living. Yeah, that have been built together. So yeah. there's the living aspect, you know, and um, and also um, it de describes elsewhere the Bible as the bride. The Bible describes the church as the the bride of Christ. So so you know they're they're pictures, but they're pictures that really relate, like you say, to people, yeah. not buildings. The living stones. Yeah. That's that's you and me as believers. We're, you know, it's believers, the bride clearly is a person it's, we understand that so it's important that if the bible is painting um, a spiritual metaphorical picture of the church as 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 people you know we get it so you know whichever way we we look at it you know that you know that that's what the view of the bible is it, it's people and unless i guess we drill down that f fundamental foundational concept of the church is which is what we're doing we, we are going to be uh, clearly starting from uh, uh, the wrong place. Yeah. So it's, it's what we're trying to do is. Down to foundation level. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the starting point yeah. of our understanding. So we are sort of raising some stuff to the ground to raise up some understandings. If that makes sense. Two words that sound the same, but mean completely different. And the thing is, if you think about it, Jesus doesn't have a physical body anymore on the earth. Mm. And when the Holy Spirit came on all believers um, at Pentecost, there was an incredible um, manipulation, um, multiplication of the work that Jesus had been yeah. doing. And, and so that whole thing of the church being Jesus' body, it's the gathered people of God, young, old, male, female, all nationalities, that are his representatives here on earth. And as I just said, you know, after Pentecost, there was this exponential multiplication 
as believers empowered by the Holy Spirit, did what Jesus had been doing. Yeah, That's yeah. what they did. They were his body here on earth. It's interesting, isn't it, that um, the original um, word Christian, it was actually a nickname. I think it was in Antioch, we first see yeah, the Bible. Yeah. And it was a nickname that was given to believers to mock them. Yeah. It wasn't seen as a very nice term, and it, apparently it meant mini Christs. Yeah. So again, like representing Jesus being his body. Yeah, so, so they were doing the same thing, yeah. because they were doing the same things yeah. that Jesus did Absolutely. actually that mark they were marked really you know with, with that uh nickname as jesus followers yeah that was a plus for them but it wasn't meant to be you know an attribute that was was a, a positive thing but nevertheless um for the church and those believers yeah that they were doing what jesus did they recognized that they were doing what jesus had done yeah and and we've we've mentioned before um that um in some of our our, our messages that the actual word that was used in the original greek to define or describe church you know as we know it as we as we call it um ecclesia e double k l e s i a is nearly missed off the a at the end ecclesia simply means um you know what's the effect of an assembly um of, of called out people that's that's believers or a congregation or or gathering um you know pertaining to believers really to you know that that's what it is and it's 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 god's people gathering together an ecclesia and it's interesting to know um in the bible and we are throwing or giving you not throwing out you <laughs> bible passages either way we're 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 presenting you some bible passages there's one in the in one corinthians um chapter 12 and verse 13 says this for in one spirit, we are all baptized into one body, G Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we're all made to drink one spirit. So all that's saying really is that when we give our life to Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit immediately, automatically bonds us with every believer who's ever lived, who will ever lived or is alive at this time, you know, um, we are immersed, wow. which is what the, you know, the baptized, the word baptized means into the body of believers. Yes. It's a, a spiritual thing. You know, so, so that's the truth. That's the starting point. That's what happens to us. It's a personal work, yeah. but, but within that actually um, immediately in the spiritual realms, not only are we connected with Jesus, but we're connected with every other believer. Wow, that's amazing. You're yeah. adopted into a family we are and and once more really our job is if, if we're not there already is to is often playing catch catch up yeah. with this spiritual truth and once more the the things that we're, we are trying to raise the ground are things we believe that maybe have hindered us living in the full of that that's the fullest good. of that yeah. yeah that's good and actually if you think about it there's something about being around a group of people who are enthusiastic about something yeah. yeah who have a common thing that they that they love and when you're in their company it can, their enthusiasm rubs off on you and you get probably a newfound appreciation for whatever it is they are enthusiastic about and that's just kind of talking about things on a natural level when you think about church about being a body of believers a gathering of people who are pursuing the one thing of serving god 
then when other people come into that atmosphere, it can have an incredible impact on them. And that's what happened in the early church, that multiplication that I spoke about earlier. That was at the heart of it, because in Acts 2, it says that this group of believers in Jesus, these early followers of Jesus, had favor with all the people, and people were added to their number daily which meant that people were coming into a knowledge and relationship with jesus daily as these believers were just witnessing just living out their lives but including jesus into it and when they gathered there was this enthusiasm as they worshiped and they prayed and they they ate together and they did life together there was this common heart and a common goal that drew Mm. people in and and it wasn't just dribs and drabs at the start, really, was it? I mean, was it three thousand the first day? Yeah. There was yeah. there was something dynamic about um, not only people connected with God, but people connected with each other under Jesus. Because they weren't stuck in a building; they were out in the community, living their lives. And we we we, we did some teaching on church in the marketplace. In other words, um, not in in a building, if you, yeah. if, if you will. And we just talked about the fact that actually the church was built, uh, birthed in the marketplace. So the the room where 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 the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, where it was the church, the inception of the church, so to speak, that wasn't in in the temple. It wasn't in a in a Jewish synagogue. Yeah. It was out and about, and thus it began. So church did not begin in a building. It it began in people's hearts. Yeah. in the world so it's just important to get yeah. so last, last time we met we sat in the chantry center um jane encouraged <laughs> us in a little exercise to remind us what the church is and, yeah. and what it is not and she asked us uh, what um what is church and to which we replied it's a body not a building <laughs> <laughs> what's a, what is church it's a body not yeah, a building yeah, yeah. That'll be etched, etched in your minds. Feel free to do that at home at your own leisure. <laughs> uh, so clearly there's a mutual benefit anyway, like you said, of, of meeting with other like-minded people, particularly um, who are spiritually connected by the power of the Holy Spirit. I think that's really important. And, and, sort of, and corporate gatherings, whether they're big or small, as a body, it's vital for us to remind us of what we mm. belong to and what we believe in. There's something about that corporate setting. I remember hearing years ago, um, somebody um, described this picture, which I found really helpful. They said, if you take a coal out of the fire, very quickly it will cool down and stop burning and will not give out any heat. But if you take a cold coal and put it into a hot Mm. fire, then very soon that coal will start to ignite and to burn brightly and we need each other that's a brilliant we picture. need each other it's a brilliant picture that is isn't it and uh, you know if we are to radiate the light and life of jesus you know we're called to be the light of the world once jesus yeah. when he was in his body yeah so to speak on on the earth he was the light of the world but then he transferred or he passed the baton and said you're the light light of the world you know we're to be the light the life of jesus to the world as his ambassadors uh, to make known the wisdom of god and the life of god the love and power of god in our daily lives we clearly need to be burning brightly i've just had another picture that's just kind of come into my head and if you think of a match okay so i've got two matches and one of them is burning so say that represents somebody who's alive to jesus yeah i see where you're going with this (laughs) and you bring another match alongside that match 
it ignites it, doesn't it? It ignites it. There's a lot of bright sparks. It does. <laughs> there are a couple of bright sparks yeah. anyway. So, so you can see why the the Bible verse in Hebrews chapter uh, 10, verses 24 to 25 says this. And let us consider how we may spur one another. That's talking about fellow believers. Spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together yeah. as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching the day approaching was christ's returning so they had that they had that i'm living for here but there's one day jesus can return but that's that's, that's really another teaching in itself it is and, and i think you know we recognize that sometimes people have been very broken by church mm. Um, church is made up of imperfect people um you know that's that's the way it is and maybe they've been broken and actually they've they've stepped away from that um and and i would say that if that's you connect somewhere connect in with a church family somewhere with a fellowship of believers somewhere don't be like that coal that yeah. gets taken out or if you think about it in the wild actually you know the predators will always pray on yeah. those that become isolated from their pack yeah, because it yeah. makes them very vulnerable. There's another scripture that I want to read. It's actually, I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version of the Bible, which all it does is really amplifies the meaning. And it's from Ephesians 4. There's lots actually in Ephesians about the church, and it's verses 14 to 16. It says this, but speaking the truth in love, in all things, both our speech and our lives, expressing his truth, let us grow up in all things, into him, following his example, that's talking about Jesus, who is the head, Christ. From him, the whole body, the church, in all its various parts, joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies. When each part is working properly, causing the body to grow and mature, building itself up in unselfish love. And that passage really paints a picture of a really healthy connected growing body yeah. with jesus at the head so what is church <laughs> clearly it's a body and not a building it's not something that we go to it's something that we're part of yeah and if we're not an active part of it the whole body suffers and is not all that god would want it to be I find it incredible that each one of us, every single person who has said yes to Jesus, has a bespoke, glorious, intended function in the body of Christ. We could almost leave it there, isn't it? Yeah, just, just a few more things to say. But, you know, when, when, just to add to this, really, we often use the word member to describe someone who belongs to a church. Yeah. But, but I, I think that the way that's often understood as someone who belongs perhaps to an organization or an institution or a club, yeah, or a club you know, sells us yeah. short, if that's our understanding. But when you actually understand, um, you know, the word member as in the context of a body, ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And imagine a member of a body, a part of a body, you know, being disconnected from, from the whole body. Um, we get the picture of both the importance of being, fully alive and connected to the body but also you know like you said the reverse if we're not as yeah. that coal that's gone cold yeah. you know and i would say there's 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 two things at play 
um, here, um, yeah, and we've probably su suggested so already. And the first is if we neglect gathering, um, by which we mean living the you know a lifestyle of staying connected, you know, uh, and being connected with fellow believers. You know, we, we gradually die in some way, spiritually yeah, and a, as a disconnected member. But also the other parts of the body are not benefit, benefiting, you know, from in the life that we bring. So yeah. a two-way thing. So I would say that's the first part, that mutuality that you yeah, talked, that we talked about. But secondly, people who don't know the love of Jesus will be robbed, I would say, of the full manifestation of who he is because we haven't personally entered into the fullness of, of being part of the body of Christ, you know, I, I know sometimes this, you know, this this scripture about do not neglect, you know, meeting together or gathering together, you know, has as has been a metaphor with the implication that of going to church on Sunday, but um, I I, th I think that that isn't really what this means. It, it's uh, you know, when we understand that we are part of a living body, you know, you know, each and every one of us will be living in 24 7 you know every day 365 years uh 365 days. years my, my calendar my calendar's yeah. arrived <laughs> i'm gonna get a refund on my calendar you know 24 7 365 days a year we we will be living in the good of that you know that you know yes we will be meeting sometimes physically with other members but but that that mindset of that we are connected with each other has to be the predominant thing that's really but also with that then translates you know if we've got that mindset that you know we are connected with every other believer and we're on you know every day all the time we'll also be on so to speak um for jesus every day every moment of every day that we're connected with other people it, it's a different way of living so so i don't believe that passage is saying i want you know dutifully i want you to be at a church 52 weeks a year this is about a lifestyle yeah. of jesus and once more we, we said at the outset this is this is about playing catch up with what's happened in the spiritual realms and this this teaching today or this message isn't isn't something a stick to beat us up with it's really something to encourage us to step into totally. the, our best way of being part of the body of Christ, and uh, I guess, and I think as well, mm. my best me is fully realised when I am part of a living, mm. active, thriving, growing mm. body. Yeah. And I and I know for me, if I track back through my Christian life, if I had not been connected, if it had just been a superficial, almost yeah. like a, you know. A, a stone skimming the water yeah. and not fully embedded in it i wouldn't be who i am today and doing what i'm doing today because it's been it's been other believers inputting into my life in relationship that i had built yeah. that has had a profound impact on my life and i'm so grateful for that um and i think really just to sum up and and then we'll pray the reason that we need to be connected to a body of believers, part of the body of Christ, 
is so that we can be properly functioning yeah. in all that God has for us. Not just when we say about, you know, knowing our part, it's not just, oh, what have I got to do yeah, on yeah. Sunday morning? No, 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 no. This is our part in life. This is where everything we do comes out of our relationship with Jesus. Yes, there may be some stuff we do on Sunday mornings, but there may be stuff that we're doing, hopefully, all through our week. Because of that rootedness, we gather to grow, so that we can go we gather to grow as a body so that we can go into the world i think we need to pray would you like to do that i'd love to do that thank you for Let's asking do so. <laughs> lord we thank you for the incredible picture that you give us of your church being a body and that you jesus are the head mm. and i want to pray for each one of us that as we ponder this though that as we as we kind of think about it and pray about it that you've shown us if in any way we are dislocated or out of line, where we're not fully connected and therefore we're not fully functioning. I pray that you'd forgive us where maybe we've withdrawn. And I pray, Lord God, that you would show us where and how to connect so we can be part of your body here on earth, representing you to those who need a saviour. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, as we gather this to a close, you would just fill us with your presence and with your peace mm -hmm. and that reassurance that we are loved and we are valued. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And if, and if, and if um, there's anything of what we've talked about, that um, you really want to um, pursue or, you know, we, we, we can be connected via, by this message on, on social media or at revivalchurchbiraki.com. Um, we'd love to journey with you uh, and help you find your place in the body of Christ. Um, the best thing we can ever do is connecting with Jesus, connecting with other believers and therefore connecting with his purpose for our life. Brilliant. I think that's it, my dear. Take care, everybody, and look forward to seeing you soon.